Welcome to PCB Chat, where we talk with experts across the printed circuit design, manufacturing, and electronic supply chain fields. I'm Mike Buteau, the president of the Printed Circuit Engineering Association. My guest today is Wally Ryans. We speak with Wally every quarter as he brings us up to date on the latest electronic design automation data. He does this in his role as a spokesperson for the Semiconductor Equipment and Materials International community, known as the ESD Alliance which focuses on the design software side of the industry. And professionally, of course, Wally spent more than 45 years in semiconductor and PCB design as an executive with Mentor Graphics and TI. Now, I know people online are listening to this and can't see him. Wally looks the same as he ever does. So I don't know what's going on, whether it's because you live in Texas and Florida and all that. But I mean, he's got the color in his face. That's that's what I'm more interested in talking about, Wally, is how do you do it? <laughs> I just a lot of red wine. Yes. <laughs> Keeps you young. Yes. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's uh, uh, I guess I've been blessed. It's uh, maybe it's because I love what I do and I stay so interested in it. I forget to age. Awesome. OK, good secret to know. So today we're discussing the second quarter 2023 EDA market numbers from the ESD Alliance. These are for the period ending June 30th and were released the week of October 16th. As always, let's start with the PCB and MCM design tools market. The second quarter saw some solid gains in revenue for the segment. It did, Mike. Uh, 6.3%, a good number uh, for PCB, but lower than what it's been. Uh, the the four-quarter moving average for the overall PCB uh, market has been 11.7%. So this is lower, and it Bears looking into why, and I think when you dig into the numbers, what you find out is PCB was pretty strong across the board. There are noise effects that enter in, and in this case, a year ago, in the second quarter of 2022, we had an exceptionally large uh, reported number in the uh, the miscellaneous category. It's called other PCB roll-up. It's hard to determine what that could be. The respondents to the survey, if they have a one-time gain of some sort, frequently throw numbers in there. And so I, I think you have to dismiss the uh, that as a uh, an anomaly and look more at the long-term numbers. And we've been seeing some great numbers uh, in recent quarters, 25% last quarter, uh, but it's fluctuated a lot this year, which is why we got to approximately a uh, a 12% growth rate. All these are still great numbers. And if I look in the detail of printed circuit board, it's pretty much across the board. A little weak on PCB schematic, exceptionally strong on analysis tools, uh, and the others mid-teens. So uh, it's a growing business, Mike. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And I'm just going to clarify for folks. So the four quarters moving average compares the most recent four quarters, including the just completed one, which would be the June quarter, to the prior four. Uh, yeah, in growth rate. Right. Yep. This podcast is sponsored by PCEA Training, developers of the Certified Printed Circuit Designer Curriculum, a 40-hour course covering circuit definition and schematic capture, board layout, data, and placement, circuit routing and interconnection, signal integrity and EMI applications, PCB materials, manufacturing methods and processes, flex circuits, documentation and manufacturing preparation, and advanced electronics. The curriculum includes a 400-page handbook written by Michael Creeden, Rick Hartley, Susie Webb, Stephen Chavez, and Gary Ferrari. Visit PCATraining.net 
for details on upcoming classes. And so far as we know, this is probably a record quarter for revenue for PCB and MCM, correct? Oh, good question. Uh, it's a big number. It's uh, the total PCB and MCM was uh, a total of $369 million. Uh, so 369, uh, nothing in recent times that's been yep. that big. So continues to grow, a lot of system design activity, and uh, even package design, which is one of the smaller categories, had uh, pretty large growth, 16%. So I want to also point out that, as, as Wally mentioned, it's up almost 12% year over year uh, overall, including 15% year over year in the Americas, and 22% in the Asia-Pacific region. It says to me that the strongest markets keep getting stronger and at a faster rate even than the rest of the world. It does, and there's quite a bit of variability around the world. The four-quarter moving average is uniformly strong everywhere but Japan. Uh, in this most recent quarter, we have uh, the real strength coming from Europe and the uh, Asia-Pacific and uh, weaker than normal in the North America and Japan. Let's shift to the overall EDA market. It turned in a solid quarter as well. Um, I know semiconductor IP revenue took a hit, but it was more than offset by every other category, and there was a respectable gain overall for the period. Yeah, this one, Mike, I think is another example of fluctuations that occur. In terms of the total uh, design tool business, it was up a strong 16%. Uh, but the total numbers for worldwide EDA came in at only 5.3%. The reason? Mm -hmm. All silicon IP. And uh, uh, as we have seen the last few quarters, we had one reporting company that had uh, did a, a reclassification of the way they report. And so I think that this is largely affected by that anomaly. I don't think the IP business is really off uh, by uh, 12%. Uh, that would be uh, very unusual. So I think uh, look beyond the the decline in IP, down 12%, and look at the totals and you get uh, quite a good number for uh, growth in the industry. It, what it says is that if there's a recession starting, the design community hasn't heard about it yet. <laughs> well, you know, and let's hope it stays that way, right? <laughs> oh, I absolutely hope so. And you know, EDA has been a great business uh, in the, the past few years. Right through the, uh, the pandemic, we, uh, we just managed to uh, have a terrific and growing business. Part of that due to the greater breadth of users. But as you track in the PCB, I think you can see that the design of electric cars and the entry of new companies into system design uh, has uh, certainly had an impact and uh, that's that's helped PCB to be a strong grower. And then for Total EDA, lots of new companies designing chips, Google, Facebook, Amazon. Uh, these are companies that have gone from 0% of EDA purchases up to about 23% of the total market. And that has come without a lot of additional costs. So if you look at the margins of the major EDA companies, they're astoundingly good. And mm -hmm. they've held that for several years now. I mentioned the geographical trends for PCB and MCM tools. 
Um, but overall, in Q2, it was a little bit different story for the Americas, where after several quarters of growth, uh, we slipped ever so slightly into negative territory. Um, and I think, as you mentioned, Europe and Asia were in good shape. Um, so, you know, any real thoughts on any thoughts on that kind of that shift? You know, is, are we thinking this is probably just a, a one quarter anomaly or um, are there other trends that might be in play here? Well, of course, last quarter I said I thought it was a one-quarter anomaly. The this reclassification on IP I think is having an effect through the year. If you look at North America overall, it had a good but not great growth rate. Uh, PCB was uh, relatively flat, one percent growth. Uh, the other areas, uh, IC layout, fourteen percent. Uh, the front-end tools, uh, uh, CAE uh, as we call them, seven and a half percent. Not great when you compare that to the moving average in North America, which uh, has had a total moving average that has been uh, substantially greater, 7.5% versus being near flat here now. And a PCB growth rate that's in the last four quarters has been 14.5%. You know, of course, we hear a lot about the CHIPS Act and, you know, all of the the new fab starts that are – or the foundries that are – you know, coming online or at least being discussed. Can we draw any assumptions between, you know, some of those new fab starts and uh, new design starts? You know, historically, is there any kind of correlation between the two? Well, over the very long term, you uh, can't grow EDA unless you grow the total number of designs. And that means probably more capacity, although you can also grow the number of units per design. Uh, I think, though, in general, growth of wafer fab capacity has no short in, uh, near-term impact, except in the process modeling, the TCAD tools, which is a uh, contributor to EDA, but a relatively small contributor in terms of the total. And so I think I'd say uh, tracking uh, new wafer fab commitments probably uh, has pretty low correlation with the EDA growth. That's fair. Now, let's talk about one of the real bright spots here in this in this market. Employment was up 2.5% sequentially, which is a slower rate than Q1, but still really strong on an annualized basis. And I don't think I've ever asked this, but does that figure represent all employment at the reporting companies or just folks that are uh, specific to EDA? This is all the EDA companies reporting their employment. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's pretty EDA specific. Uh, now, what you quoted on that 2.5% was just quarter to quarter, first quarter right. uh, versus uh, second quarter. The uh, actual jump in second quarter versus a year ago was 11.8%. Uh, and that's uh, total employment of 59,160 people. So it's remarkable to me that we're growing the employment that rapidly. Although, if you look at the uh, four-quarter moving average, uh, you know, hey, okay, it's uh, 9.5% worldwide and we're growing employment 11.8%. Not that far off. But I think as I go back through history, we almost always grow employment faster than we grow the total revenue of the industry. And you got to wonder, that can't go on forever unless you're paying people less. And, and that may be true. We, we may be uh, hiring more people in lower cost jurisdictions. And as a result, the headcount goes up 
but the cost of hiring those people doesn't go up as much. All of which could be true, of course, but you know when we're seeing uh, you know the Americas rise at such a rapid rate overall, and in Europe, you know the higher cost regions, um, you know it's it, it's maybe it muddles the uh, the picture a little bit. I think so, but I think uh, bottom line, you can say uh, it's a a very healthy and growing industry. So uh, design is. Uh, of course, where electronics begins, and it's an early indicator of what's going to come later. Uh, we're hoping that this, the strong growth we've seen in the last uh, oh, four years in uh, EDA revenue is reflective of a lot of designs coming to market that will use up that fab capacity, because there are many in the industry that are worried that capacity is getting a bit ambitious relative to the normal growth rate of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so last question, you know, when we are looking at the um, at the companies that are involved in this, is it just OEMs or are um, distributors included as well? So are we just talking about Siemens and Synopsys, Cadence, companies like that? Or is there distribution networks, the VARs um, contributing to uh, to all this data set? No, the uh, you know, those sales are simply a different distribution channel for them. So the companies Uh, report a total revenue number, and it reflects all of the sales that occur, whether it goes through an alternate channel like a distributor or whether it's sold direct by the company. So we avoid any sort of double count that would occur or any other distortions uh, that way. And so I, I think you can depend upon these numbers as being reflective of the absolute health of the EDA industry. Got it. Great. Uh, Anything else you want to add before we wrap up, Wally? Well, one thing I uh, always like to look at is what's what's happened in the, the specific countries in Asia. As you pointed out, the Pak Rim is uh, a big and healthy part of the growth. So uh, if we uh, take a look at China, a remarkable 46% growth in this quarter compared to a year ago. A year ago was a weak quarter, so there's some of that there. Uh, but the other thing that's impressive is that the tools part of the business was incredibly strong, 70% growth, while the IP was uh, uh, modestly negative. That's an uh, indicator of uh, the health of Chinese companies you know, doing more IC design, not what you would expect if you uh, just looked at the, uh, I guess, all the news of trade wars and other things like that. Uh, most of the EDA tools are not regulated uh, or require export controls, so that probably the demand is tends to be fulfilled. Although there are some areas that have been affected when companies like Huawei are put on the entity list and can no longer uh, buy tools from uh, EDA companies. Uh, but the other part is, you know, the rest of Asia, Korea was relatively weak and uh, – India was strong, but not as strong as China, uh, 20%. And uh, then uh, the other countries thrown together were pretty flat. So North America, somewhat weak. Asia, really strong. And then uh, Europe uh, making up the other part of strength that we saw in the worldwide business. Well, with China's um, you know, semiconductor roadmap and their desire to uh, – you know, offer as much, you know, internally as they can, uh, 
it, it will be interesting to see how this one plays out, you know, over the next several quarters uh, in particular. And you mentioned Huawei um, and, you know, obviously they had a, some big hurdles to overcome. Um, and, you know, per at least some reports on the new product releases, it sounds like they're making some some headway there. Yeah, I think their semiconductor growth is faster than their EDA growth. We're just getting uh, really at the early phase of EDA companies uh, uh, appearing in China. So they're still buying uh, most of their tools, I would expect, from uh, the uh, the U.S. Uh, and European uh, companies, companies in the West. Great. Well, thanks as always, Wally, for sharing the news, and we look forward to catching up with you next quarter. That's great, Mike. Talk to you then. For PCB Chat, this is Mike Buto. Have a great day.